0: Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder, and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia, as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also, from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. G'day, everyone. Uh, Here's another one for you from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. This is a senior school chapel talk uh, that I gave to a group of Year 11 students. Uh, In this part of Philippians, we see how Paul writes about how he presses on uh, towards a goal to win the prize for which God has called him heavenward in Jesus Christ. See, Paul knows that there's a wonderful prize awaiting for him in the future. Uh, That is the resurrection. And this resurrection helps him to continue to keep doing Jesus stuff. Uh, and that's a challenge for us as well. Uh, press on for Jesus, uh, because this is not it. Uh, the resurrection is coming. Uh, earlier on this year, I entered in to uh, an event. It wasn't so much of a race, it was more than just an event. Uh, a cycling event down in Canberra called the Big Canberra Bike Ride. It's the biggest ride I've ever done for like some sort of fancy event. Uh, it was meant to be 120 kilometres. It ended up being... Uh, 114 kilometers. Uh, here is a picture of the map for where we went. Um, if you've ever been around Canberra before, we sort of rode around one half of B- Lake Burley Griffin up in the top right and then up into the mountainous areas of Canberra. I actually went with one of my friends, uh, but he was crook in the lead up to it and he'd signed up also for the 120 kilometer ride part of it. But part of the way through it he said, I'm going to have to go back. I can't keep on riding. His lungs were hurting uh, because he's got asthma and he was not feeling real crash hot. Uh, And so at the 60k mark, he went back home again. It was sort of like over here at this main intersection of the circle part. And so that meant that I had to then do the rest of the ride all by myself. Uh, A stranger in the middle of Canberra riding the rest of this 114km ride up and over these big mountains out in the back of Canberra. Uh, It got a bit dark towards the end of that ride. I'm not talking about dark in the sky, I'm talking dark in my mind. I was lonely, my legs hurt, I felt like I needed to vomit a couple of times going up some hills. There were these little old ladies riding bikes that were going past me, they were that quick. Like there's some some guns out there on these bikes. Uh, And and I, I was very lonely and a little bit sad. At one stage I had to stop and take a Panadol because I got a headache and I felt like crying. But as that was happening, one thing popped in my mind and it was this joint. I don't know if you've ever seen this place before, this place, this is the logo of one of my most favourite cafes uh, in all of Australia, it's called the Grease Monkey Burger Cafe Uh, and I love it. And at this place you can buy everything burger and burger wings and all kinds of things uh, and I absolutely love it, it's delicious. Uh, When my family and I go to Canberra from time to time for a bit of a holiday or a visit, uh, we'll go uh, and always go to this place, the Grease Monkey uh, Burger Shop. Uh, And as I was riding along, I remembered this place. It sort of just popped in my head. And I'm like, that's right. This is just around the corner from where our car is parked. And so when I cross that finishing line, I was going to say to my mate, let's go and get a celebratory uh, burger. Let's go. Let's go do it. And all of a sudden, it felt like you know I was inspired again. And I could get back on my bike and I could keep riding. and, And actually, I finished quite strong and actually ended up Beating those, that old lady that went past me, I actually caught back up to her. This is no joke, I caught back up to her and overtook her and she sort of just followed me in and she was bludging on my back wheel as we were riding into Canberra. She was sitting in my slipstream and, and then crossed the line she goes, thank you so much for, you, you towed me into Canberra. I was so tired and I felt like, yes, the burger worked, right? Inspiration. Who's ever been like that before? You've been in the middle of something, but something has sort of inspired you on. What was it for you, Al? Yeah, okay, so the motivation of I know that when I finish this is going to be great. I'll keep on going. What about somebody else? What have you been motivated by in the middle of something hard? Does anyone want to give us some feedback? Yeah. Uh, Yesterday I went on a really long run. Yeah. The ice bath. Yeah, cool, okay. There's little things like that that motivate us on whether it's exercise, whether it's study. Uh, Who started to sort of look ahead to the HSC and you're sort of motivated just by finishing? Who's motivated by good marks? Who's motivated by just wrapping this bad boy up? Let's get this thing finished. All right. So there's all kinds of things like that that motivate us. Well, you're 11. We've been reading this book called Philippians. And as we've read Philippians, we've seen how Paul is writing to this church. And he's motivating for a life. Uh, that where they 're living, to keep on living a Christian life, but for Paul, remember he 's writing in the midst of such turmoil and trouble. Remember, Paul himself is in prison as he 's writing this letter to these Christians living in Philippi. And as he writes to these Christians living in Philippi, Phil- Philippi, he writes to them, reminding them that there 's something wonderful that is waiting, and for him, this is something that he draws upon, and it helps him to keep on living as one of jesus 's followers. Uh, let 's have a look, right? Um, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. He says, Not that I've already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. See, for Paul, he knows that one day he's going to attain something wonderful. What do you think it is that he's going to attain? What's he thinking about? Non rhetorical question. What do you think? He's talking about the resurrection. He's talking about the day that Jesus comes back and he will be raised again from the dead. And he's looking forward to that because at the resurrection, he will be made perfect. He will be perfected. And so he says, I haven't met that yet. I haven't landed there yet. But because I'm looking forward to that, I, he says, I press on. I press on and I continue. Now, press on, that's not the sort of word that you might use, but maybe... Maybe you might say, I kept on going. I continued, I persevered step after step, day after day, moment after moment. I kept on going. And for Paul, he's saying, I press on in my faith in Jesus because I know the resurrection is coming. And he says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Paul knows that Jesus in his death and resurrection Jesus has taken hold of Paul. Literally, he has seized him. He has grabbed him for something in particular, for a certain type of life. And because Christ has taken hold of Paul, so Paul says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ has called me or taken hold of me. Christ has called me so that I will be resurrected. And so I continue on to take hold of that resurrection day. Imagine if somebody took hold of you and they earmarked you to be part of a very special event, a very special team. Let's say the mentor for the Tom's team saw you and he's like, you are a genius and you need to be part of our Tom's team. Let me mentor you, let me coach you, let me show you how to do this Tom's team stuff and I'm going to prepare you for this. All of a sudden, you're going to be pretty chuffed, aren't you? you would be like, oh wow, I've been hand-selected, I've been chosen to do this and so now there's a particular way that I need to live, a way that I need to continue on, ready, getting ready for this Tom's competition. For Paul, obviously it's not a Tom's competition but it's the resurrection because he has been seized by Jesus for the resurrection, he says, I press on. Verse 13, he continues in this line, he says, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. So again, there's this idea of forward movement, isn't there? He's not going backwards in his faith, but he is moving forwards because the resurrection is coming. He forgets what is behind. I like this phrase. I, I wonder, it could mean maybe one of two things. Maybe for him, he's like, I forget what is behind, as in for him, he used to class himself as a bit of a super Hebrew. Do you remember talking about this last time? He classed himself as a super Jew, I said. He was the best of the best. He would have known his Old Testament, his Torah, off the top of his head. He was a Pharisee. He went through all of the Old Testament law bits and pieces from the very beginning of his life. Since he was eight, he would have done some certain customs. And he says, he says now, but I consider that garbage. Remember we read that last time? All of that's garbage. And so he says, I forget what is behind and now I strain onwards. It could be that. Or it could also be, and maybe something that you and I might line up with a bit more, is he forgets what is behind as in maybe poor decisions that he's made. Maybe those times when he hasn't actually quite lived up to the standards that he ought to have lived up with, oh, to. Sorry. And so what he does is, I forget what is behind, I forget my dodgy decisions, and I continue on for what is still mine, perfection at the resurrection. But you get the point here, right? He hasn't yet got the resurrection, but nevertheless, it motivates him. Knowing that the resurrection is coming, he keeps on moving forward, straining towards what is ahead. Maybe you've strained towards something before. I think I can't help but think about a running race when I think about straining onwards to finish something. You see those guys, they run the 100 metres and, and they get to the finish line and it's all neck and neck and they all lean forward and they lunge for the finishing line. They strain to finish. So Paul says that's what he's doing as he heads to the resurrection. And so then he uses this word again. He says, I press on and I press on to win the, towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That towards the goal. Maybe like a horseman riding the horse and galloping along a paddock on his way to do something. Maybe somebody aiming to win a prize. Maybe somebody playing darts or archery. Those sorts of images should be in our head as we think about that phrase for Paul. He's got a goal in mind. He's heading forward. He's not sitting back and just settling with mediocrity or happy to be lazy in his faith. No, because he's been saved, because he's looking forward to the resurrection, so he lives in a particular way this very day let's look at the last line of this a little bit more as well he says for god has called me heavenward in christ jesus he lives this way because god has called him to this god has called him to the resurrection this is no little deal this is like, imagine one of these guys gave you a personal phone call. Now, up on the screen you might not know anything about any of these images. But these are the government houses in Australia. The one at the top left is government house in Sydney. Uh, and the person that lives there, so to speak, is Her Excellency, the Honourable Margaret Beazley. She is the Governor of New South Wales. She is the representative of the Queen in New South Wales. The guy on the other side, that is His Excellency General, the Honourable David John Hurley. And David John Hurley is the Governor of Australia, right? Uh, The Prime Minister has to go and ask him for permission to be the Prime Minister. You know, that's where he goes after the votes have been counted. You know, when you see that on the news and they drive to Government House, he goes to Government House to ask this person, whoever's sitting in this chair, if he could take on the role. And that's his house up there with all the kangaroos. Pretty fancy, hey, both of those places. That medal in the middle, in between those guys, is the Companion of the Order of Australia Award, and it's for eminent achievement and merit of the highest degree in service to Australia or to humanity at large. Simply, this is a pretty important award. And it's given to certain people, and, and the Governor General, in particular, will award this to people as he sees fit. Imagine, though, that he has called you up and he has said, I'm going to give you this award. Later on in the year, you're going to receive this from me. You're going to come to my house, and at my house, I'm going to put on a great feed, and when you come to my house, I'm going to give you this award. You're going to change the way that you live in the lead-up, aren't you? Or you're going to make sure that you're consistent, at least, with the way that you've been living, because you've already been acknowledged for a particular lifestyle, and so you live according to what you've been called to. For Paul, he has been called to not a medallion, he's been called to the resurrection. And so because of the resurrection, he presses on. He presses on. Year 11, in Jesus, you have also been seized for a day, but not this day. You have not been seized so that you might just ha- would have a comfortable and a happy day today, this Monday. But in Jesus, in his death and resurrection, you have been seized for the resurrection day. In Jesus and his death and resurrection, you can be confident that on the last day, you can rise from the dead and you can live forever with God in heaven. That's what the Bible says. When Jesus comes back, the trumpets sound in the sky. Everyone knows that Jesus is Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But if you are in Jesus and you have accepted him, then you will rise to new life with God in heaven forever. But the thing is, that day is not here yet, is it? And so what do we do this day? What do we do on this Monday, the 25th of November? Well, this Monday, the 25th of November, I hope you do what Paul has done in verse 14 and in verse 12. He presses on. Today, as you struggle maybe in some of that maths assessment that you're about to do. Today, as you battle with a friendship. Today, as you stress out about a family drama. I hope that you draw inspiration from the death and resurrection of Jesus because it's by that that you can have confidence in a wonderful resurrection to new life of perfection. And so let that inspire you like a burger on a 120-kilometre bike ride to finish the race, to press on and to be found in Jesus at the end. Now, of course, I think there's two kinds of people in this room. There's those who are going, yep, I'm in for Jesus and today I'm going to press on for the resurrection. And so I hope this is an encouragement for you to do that. But there's some people in the room here that are like, you know what, I'm not all over Jesus yet. So today, consider Jesus afresh because He will help you in this day. Knowing that there's something better in this life will help you to live this life today and hopefully live it well. Uh, Will you pray with me? And I'll pray for you too. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the wonderful message of Jesus that we are saved because of him and his death and his resurrection. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember what Jesus has done for us and I pray that uh, that wonderful memory and that wonderful truth would inspire us and motivate us to live well this day. Lord, help these students to wrestle with this truth of Jesus and his death and resurrection for sins. Lord, I pray that you'd help these students today to have a good day. Help them with whatever is worrying them, whatever is weighing them down. Uh, Help them to persevere uh, Lord, help them to give thanks today for the things that bring them joy and for the things that give them hope and that make them laugh. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, draw close to them on this day, the beginning of a new week, and help them to have a really good day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's Word about how He has loved us and how He has saved us and who He calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.